It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Coming up in today's episode, you will hear from presumed starting quarterback Dwayne Haskins. His conversation in full with the media, including myself. You'll hear my question uh, at the end, which is when I'm usually reserved and allowed to ask a question, but... Nevertheless, better be on the list than not on the list, so I'll try not to complain. But you will hear that entire conversation as well. The Washington football team has no fans. We'll tell you exactly what we mean by that coming up in just moments. But again, this is the Locked on Washington football team podcast midweek edition Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. At WrestleMania 621. As well, you can follow the podcast at Locked On WFT. Uh, actually, sorry, my bad. Locked WFT Pod. That's what I did. Locked WFT Pod. I couldn't get uh, it all in there, so it came up that and you know how twitter like operates like you have to come up with a a creative handle but you also have to have it within a certain realm and certain spacing and if something's taken you can't use that of course so at locked wft pod at locked wft pod as well you can follow me uh, on washington football on si.com covering the washington football team hopefully like a glove from every possible angle and 1067 the fan of the radio.com app uh, from time to time in the washington dc area and really worldwide through that radio.com app all right let's get going uh here the washington football team announcing on Wednesday morning, that they'll have no fans. Now, before you go crazy, obviously they have fans, but they'll have no fans in the stands at FedEx Field this year. Now, you might be saying, well, what's the difference? They haven't had fans in a long time in the stands at FedEx Field. And I get that. I mean, I've been tempted to be sarcastic about it as well. I mean, let's be honest, not much of a difference for some games, certainly in November and December, uh, and even, um, you know, at, at other times. Um, but in all seriousness, Washington came up with an announcement that announces that they're going to kick off the 2020 season without fans at FedEx Field. However, in the very opening paragraph, it says NFL games at FedEx Field will be played without fans during the 2020 season. Right? So the headline says kick off 2020 season, which means 
in my interpretation, kickoff, meaning week one, September 13th against the Eagles, and then we'll see after that. Then they say in the first paragraph, games will be played without fans during the 2020 season, which is what everybody reads, and everybody goes, oh, all of a sudden, boom, it's the entire season, which many are interpreting it as that. Then, later in that same paragraph, it says, the decision will be reevaluated by all parties, meaning State of Maryland, Prince George's County, Washington football team. The decision will be reevaluated by all parties should the situation surrounding the pandemic improve over the course of the season. So clearly they are leaving leeway to change, which is correct. And they should absolutely do that. I was just surprised that they came out with games will be played without fans during the 2020 season. Yes, during the, yes, indeed, at least one game will. But that implies that essentially means the current plan right now is to not have any fans the entire season, and then we'll reevaluate. So, I mean, while technically there's nothing wrong with it, it's a little bit easy to interpret one way or the other. I think clearly, clearly they have the opportunity here to change their mind. And if Maryland and Prince George's County relents and loosens any restrictions, certainly Washington will do that. Now, I'm not aware of another team. I could be wrong. I could be missing it. I haven't had time to do the research. I'm not aware that any other team has completely and 1,000% ruled out fans for an entire season. Again, even though it's flexible and even though it can change and subject to further notice, I'm not aware of one. So if anybody knows of one, please, by all means, send me an email, russellmania09 at gmail.com. I think Washington might be the first team of 32 that are making this declarative of a statement, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember one, but I don't remember a lot. Uh, My brain is absolutely overloaded. They said via the statement, quote, we are fortunate to host the best fans in the NFL year after year, which I'm sure made a lot of people laugh because many, you know, look, what, what do you want them to say? Right. (laughs) What do you want them to say? Um, But here's where they're absolutely correct and where you have to give them credit. The well-being of those supporters, along with that of our players, coaches and every uh, member of our game day staff is simply too important. And the current knowledge of COVID-19 is too unpredictable to welcome our fan base to FedEx Field to start the season, said Dan Snyder. We were the first team in the league to recall our scouts and other personnel from the field back in mid-March and have been monitoring this evolving situation ever since. Decision was not was not an easy one, but after several discussions with federal, state, and local officials, along with input from some of the foremost nation's medical experts based right here in the nation's capital, we are confident it is the right one. We are working to find ways to make our fans' present presence felt in new and innovative ways for 2020 and can't wait to welcome the community through the gates as soon as it's safe. Now, again, Dan kind of alludes to the fact that they are the first team to do this, but again, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, They further said the franchise has reached out to season ticket members with financial alternatives for their ticket plans. They did that about a month ago or so uh, when they said, you know, uh, fans can get a refund or delay to 
2021 and get some sort of credit and whatever. And remember, there was going to be tailgating was going to have to be with masks on and whatever. Now you don't have to worry about that. There ain't no tailgating, at least moving forward until something changes. And I don't know if something's going to change, quite honestly, until we get a vaccine. I'm not trying to make this political, but I think even with a vaccine, we are going to be stretched and challenged. I think without a vaccine, it's going to be virtually impossible. They said, similarly, the customer service team will be prepared to answer questions from those who have purchased single game tickets for the 2020 season and information will be available uh, based on the ticket section at WashingtonFootball.com. Again, they're planning, obviously, different things, uh, and I'm sure they'll pipe in a lot of crowd noise and music so that it doesn't feel completely sterile for the players. I mean, I assume media will be allowed out there. I assume. I just don't know at this point. I don't know uh, what we're doing because we're not, of course, allowed to be in a locker room. We're not allowed to talk to players face-to-face. Um, I'm sure if we're allowed out there, it will be very, 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 very different setup, and perhaps we'll be outside. I'm not sure in the actual seating bowl, I, but again, not sure. Um, so the bottom line is no fans, at least for right now, at FedEx Field. Uh, Again, this is the right thing to do, and I'm quite honestly surprised and pleasantly pleased, pleasantly pleased, I'm pleased that Washington chose to do the right thing here, Um, because it would have been very, very, very easy for a team that has largely cared about nothing but money over the years to gouge their fans in a way and to say, well, even if it's 8,000 fans or 5,000 fans or 15,000 fans, it's not as many fans as we would like, but it's more money than none. Whereas they're saying, you know what? It's not worth it for us. Because think about it from this respect. If you have fans coming in the building, right, you have to hire, you know, your security staff, your parking staff, whatever, um, ticket takers, you have people. It's very, 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 very hard to get people to be socially distant in the correct way. Do you have not have bathrooms? Do you not have concessions? Uh, you know, you're putting ticket ushers um, in some sort of, of apparel. Uh, obviously, again, if there's concessions, security, what if there's fights? What if there's problems? What if fans don't want to wear masks? Do you kick them out? Uh, do you wage a war with a fan and then, you know, have that backfire on you? What happens if, you know, a group of fans is sitting somewhere close together where people are photographed or videoed you know, near each other, and then all of a sudden a group of them comes up with COVID. Then potentially the Washington football team organization, Pro Football Incorporated, could could be liable, right? They could be. Um, so I think this is the right decision. I think this is the correct move. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually proud of, of Dan Snyder for doing this. All right. We will have more throughout the week. We're also going to, uh, I can't call it Redskins Park anymore, uh, the Washington football team's facility on Thursday and Friday. So we will have some practice reports and updates and uh, eye on what we were able to pick up and see. Still no full practices, but they're able to put their helmets on. Uh, starting on Thursday. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Coming up, Dwayne Haskins. You will hear his conversation in full next. All right, I'm Chris Russell once again for our friends at rockauto.com. That's right. Again, we've been telling you about them for months now. Please, please do yourself a favor. Be smart. Don't be a dummy. 
and go to the big chain auto parts superstores or anything like that where they are going to charge you just because you're you. That's right. You, me, the next guy, they're going to charge you for their big overhead. And they're going to charge you because they don't know you. And they're going to charge you because you're not a mechanic or an auto parts supplier or a place that they can do regular business with, right? Because let's face it, how often do we go into an auto parts store? Well, the question is, and the answer is, well, the question would be, how often are we going into an auto parts store? The answer would be very, very little. Maybe some of us would say never, never, right? So here's the answer that I would suggest for you, and that's to go to rockauto.com. That's right. You don't have to drive to fix your car or truck. You can stay on your couch, you can stay on your kitchen table, you can stay on your phone at rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck, new or old, whatever you need, rockauto.com has it, whatever make, whatever model, whatever style you're looking for, you go there at rockauto.com and you write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, at Rock Auto. Our right, is Chris Russell right here on the Washington Football Team podcast. Good to have you with us. Let's get out to Dwayne Haskins, the presumed starting quarterback for the Washington Football Team. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. He met with reporters earlier this week. Um, just to kind of start off, what has the start of the camp been like for you, and kind of what's your routine been? How's everything been going? Yeah, camp's been going great. Uh, we've just been working out conditioning with the with the strength coaches and then practicing with our position coaches, getting some walkthrough reps in, and then have uh, two to three virtual meetings for the rest of the day. Uh, it's been a tedious process of uh, being able to, um, you know, go through things kind of in a slow motion OTA facet and be able to get ready for the start of training camp with pads. So I'm excited to keep going and uh, get ready for the season. Now that you've been able to be on the field with the entire offense, what stuck out to you? Places that, that you like and places that you feel like, okay, when the season gets here, we got to hone in on this. Yeah, I think right now that's the biggest thing is the details of the plays. Um, just knowing uh, way guard pulls versus a certain uh, front and then you know how receivers routes turn differently versus different coverages of different um, alerts of different plays. And I just get in the same page with the offense coordinator and what he wants and the concept when he calls it and then the objective of what we're trying to get done. And I'm feeling like the more reps we get, the more time we get uh, as a unit, as offensive unit, we'll be ready to go. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Dwayne, John Kime, ESPN. Um, thanks for doing this. Um, with Alex Smith, where he's at, first of all, what do you think of what he's doing and the possibility of more competition at that position? Yeah, I'm excited for Alex. I hope he gets back to full, you know, 100% health. Um, whoever's in the quarterback room, I have to compete with. And, um, you know, even though he's not really – practicing with the offense he's still working hard and um even if we get to run against each other competition and drills i'm trying to you know make sure he gets me better and i get him better and uh, we look at alex as somebody as a mentor in the room that can help us every day uh, as far as getting ready for who we're playing each week and who we're getting ready for next week and for you how do you feel in this offense compared to having to learn a new offense at, you know last year at this time how how different do you feel I just think having learned NFL offense last season has helped me so much going into this year, just um, being used to 
having long verbiage and understand concepts of what we're trying to get done that are similar to what we did last year. And I just, um, you know, having be a little more mature, being a little older, um, finding out ways what worked for me last year and what did it. And I feel a lot better heading into this next week of training camp and a lot better than I did last year going into training camp. Thank you. Hey, Dwayne, Rena and Walker with The Athletic. It's good to see you, and thank you again for doing this. What are the things that you're most excited to see once you get the full team out there, get against the defense? What is the thing that you're most excited about once training camp gets pads on and stuff like that? I think I'm most excited about is the competition, uh, just being able to go against somebody against you across the ball and, um, you know, having to you know, go against Montez and go against Chase and the rest of our D-line and uh, go against our great corners and me and Landon go back and forth all the time. So, I'm uh, just looking forward to the competition part of football and uh, being able to compete against someone else other than throwing on air. And, um, you know, hopefully just getting some camaraderie and getting team chemistry going that we can go in week one and we're all together as a team. You mentioned the defensive line, Chase and Montez specifically. Do you feel like if you can succeed against this defensive front with those guys, Jonathan Allen and the rest of that group, do you feel like you can succeed against other ferocious defensive lines in the league as well? Yeah, of course. Uh, we have a lot to prove. And, uh, of course, we have a lot of talented first-round picks on the front. And that kind of goes back for me to going back to college, um, going against the guys I went through went against in college. So just getting used to having that speed of the game, being sped up in practice uh, to be ready for the game, I think is going to help me out a lot going into week one, having all the edge rushers we have and the great interior pass rush as well. Hey, Dwayne. It's J.P. Finley from NBC Sports. Um, hope you're doing well. I wanted to ask you, Morgan Mosley, talked with us last week, and he said that he was most impressed by you taking over the role as the starting quarterback and just how you're handling yourself among the teammates. How do you feel like you've settled into that role, even though Ron hasn't maybe named you the starting quarterback yet? I think mostly it's just a mentality uh, going in every day to handling your business on and off the field. And, um, you know, I just feel you have to have a certain presence, presence and confidence um, when commanding an offense, when commanding a huddle, and um, having learned that going into the last couple of games of the season last year, just been trying to, you know, master that uh, the same edge that a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees has when he steps into a building, you know that he's there. And um, not necessarily having me named right now, but just, you know, offense needs one. Uh, offense needs a guy that's going to, you know, take ownership and lead, and uh, why not be me? So that's what I've been doing. So much has been made, Dwayne, about your ability to throw, but when it comes to you as a runner, what do you think you can add there? Do you think that can be a pretty big part of your game in 2020 and beyond? Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely want to be a pass-first quarterback. I love throwing from the pocket and dissecting defenses and, you know, making plays, but I feel like, um, you know, me being in really great shape right now, better than I was last year, and then me um, learning the, you know, the soft pockets of the, the, you know, where we're at in the pocket and then being able to extend plays, I feel like, but me being in better shape and me working on me being more explosive and a dynamic out of the pocket, I feel like that can be a part of my game that can be slept on a little bit and that I can use to, you know, make some extra plays or extend a third down, get a first down and, you know, make some stuff happen and, you know, got to have a situation. So looking forward to making some plays with my feet this year too. And then kind of unrelated to that, I mean, you threw with Antonio, Terrell Owens, Jerry Judy, your guys this offseason. Is there anyone on that list you want to connect with uh, you know, next offseason, any receiver you're looking to join up with eventually? Yeah, I think I'm fun with, with Daniel everybody, but um, I'll probably do it all again if I could next year. It was a great experience this offseason, having to be able to meet with some NFL legends and, you know, some superstars and, of course, getting with my guys and, you know, guys like Terry and Steve who want to be just like them and, um, you know, just trying to elevate our game and get better. So, you know, whatever we have in store for next offseason, we'll get to it. But I'm excited to get ready for this year. Thank JP, you, JP, try again real quick. 
Thank you. Sorry for the Zoom troubles here. Um, Dwayne, I, I just wanted to follow up and say that your rookie season progressed significantly, but maybe just to statistically was bogged down by the first few performances. What are your expectations for 2020? Uh, I just want to be, you know, a great leader. Um, if I can try to be a captain this year, that'd be something I look forward to, you know, trying to achieve. But uh, just making the most plays possible, you know, making the best situations, uh, not making anything worse than what's going on in the game and, you know, trying to lead these guys and, and be a presence in the locker room to help win some games here and, uh, you know, just be a bright spot in D.C. Yeah, ben. Hey, Dwayne, uh, Ben Sandick with, with The Athletic. <clears throat> Good to see you. Um, sort of along the lines of what JP just asked, we've obviously, every time we talk to somebody on Zoom, there's often a question about you. How do you look? What's the next step? Things like that. And I'm just curious for you, a, a successful season for you specifically, What what's the next step? What are the things that you improved on, like the one or two main things that you kind of improved on this year? Uh, probably the next step is just proving myself right, all the work I put in this offseason, you know, all the sacrifices, uh, extra time spent on and off the field and in the classroom. I just wanted to see that pay off and no statistical reasons or, you know, any, um, you know, trying to win any trophy or something like that is being the best quarterback, best teammate, best uh, leader that I can be. And I just work on doing that every day and being better at that. And then hopefully that leads to, you know, some accolades and success down the road. But uh, right now it's just being as best as I can be and then being a leader for Coach Rivera and his team. Just curious, you just mentioned uh, sacrifices. What are some of the things that you, th- you thought you kind of did have to maybe put aside or, or, or move past in order to get where you wanted to, to get this offseason? Yeah, there's some personal things, having to cut some things out of my life. And, um, you know, that's just with anything with trying to, you know, achieve greater heights is uh, to self-aware of yourself and be able to, you know, what you need to work on and what needs to be changed. So that's what I did this off season, and I felt like it's worked tremendously, and it's only the beginning. Uh, how did the workout with Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton come together, and what did you gain most from your time with those guys? Yeah, I hit up Odell to work out uh, a couple of days while I was out in L.A. before training camp got started, and, um, of course, I uh, hit up on my quarterback coaches who was able to travel, and um, me, him, and Deshaun are great friends. So Deshaun was out there actually for, uh, I think it was some photo shoot he had to do, so uh, just being able to link with him. And then, of course, Cam works out at UCLA a lot. So um, having met both of them prior to having been real close to Deshaun for the last couple of years and then really getting to sit down with Cam was just a great, you know, experience to share wisdom and um, knowledge about the position, about life, and about, um, you know, things that we can uh, help each other. And um, that was a great conversation I'll probably hold the rest of my life. You said you feel more comfortable just being in year two, even though you're starting in a new system. What areas do you feel – um, the most comfort? Do you notice the most change coming into this season? Uh, probably just being around similar players. That's something that I felt really helped with my confidence, having you know, a lot of the same receivers, same offensive line back for the most part, and having AP back, uh, guys who believe in me. So I feel like that's definitely helped with uh, me being confident going into this offseason and going into this season. All right. That is Dwayne Haskins part one. When we return, we'll hear from the quarterback once again second year quarterback how hard he's worked this offseason plus i'll get my question in for number seven that's next right here on the washington football team podcast is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with the quarterback of the WFT, Dwayne Haskins. Hey, Dwayne. Les Carpenter, Washington Post. Uh, good to see you. Thanks for doing this. Um, I, I was kind of wondering what you, you feel with this staff has done the most for you. What do you like about working with this staff uh, so far? I would say I love working with the staff more, uh, not more than the last staff, but just in general, just the attention to detail that they have with me. Um, just being able to work with Sam Peasy on a daily day basis and Coach uh, Del Rio and uh, having Coach Turner in the Zoom meetings. Uh, they're very insightful, play a lot of ball, have been around football pretty much their whole lives. So uh, being able to have those three and Alex in the room and even Kyle, he, he knows a lot about this offense as well. And um, just how open we are in our communication with learning these, these new plays and being able to help out uh, each other uh, with something that we may see on this play, what we like, what we like to alert or how our footwork changes versus coverage. Uh, it's very open dialogue in the quarterback room. And, um, you know, I'm enjoying it. You've mentioned leadership a couple of times now, and it's kind of been the theme through the offseason, but how does one go about being a better leader? What are kind of the steps you have to take? What What are things you have to do to become a better leader? I just think with being a, a better leader, you have to be able to sit yourself down and, you know, look yourself in the mirror and see what did I do well, what did I not do well? Uh, what do I have to improve on? What do I have to um, keep improving on? And, um, you know, what are my areas of weakness um, on and off the field? And um, how do I make those weaknesses my strengths and how to make my strengths even stronger? And um, that's something that I worked on this offseason as far as, you know, self-awareness and then, you know, picking out the right workouts to do, uh, how to take care of my body, who to throw to, who not to throw to, um, where to throw, you know, especially with having this uh, COVID epidemic going on, where to throw. Uh, what time to throw, you know, being around who and just making more calculated decisions. And then, of course, um, with making better decisions, people start to take notice, and that's how you start to, you know, gain some respect. So that's how I've been leading. And the quarterback is such like a natural leading position, and you've obviously done it your whole life, high school, college. But how different is it trying to lead at the NFL level? I think uh, having to lead in the NFL level is different than previous um, levels of football just because you have to deal with some grown men. Um, you got, you know, 13, 14-year vets, uh, Hall of Famers, uh, guys who are looking for contract years, guys who are rookies who are trying to prove themselves. And you have just a whole different, um, you know, different perspective and, and, and different people in your, in your huddle. And, uh, having learned something from Coach Day when I was in school is that leadership isn't about just having, you know, one club. You have to have multiple different clubs, different pitches, different wedges, being able to relate to different guys and, you know, different moments in a, in a game or in practice or in a meeting and, uh, know how to get across to someone. Uh, even if it's not just uh, the whole room. So, uh, you know, just being a quarterback, being a leader, you have to be able to be versatile in how you lead and um, also getting the respect. You know, if you don't have any respect, no one's going to listen to you or no one's going to really follow you. So that's all I've been trying to do is earn that. Could you talk about the difference now that you've been fully in it without yet being able to fully practice the terminology in this offense versus last year? Uh, versus, I guess, your final year at Ohio State? Is it easier? Is it similar, comparable in any sort of way? What do you like about it? Um, and, and I guess, what, does it make it easier for you in terms of being uh, in the huddle and being able to disseminate the information that you need to disseminate? You know, having been in a West Coast offense last year, the terms were more verbiage and the tags were longer. Um, it was a little 
more time to get the plays caught in the huddle. Um, in college, it was more so hand signals, so it was easy to decipher uh, what the the play was just by having multiple different hand signalers on the field. But uh, this offense is kind of in between both of them. I'm having some, you know, tempo variances and uh, being able to have one or two keyword plays. And then there are some plays where you have to tag some stuff in a little bit in the number system. But um, I just like it just because uh, it's something new, being able to learn something and try to master it. And then, of course, Coach Turner having, you know, his father be Norv Turner and watch how his explosive his offenses were when he coached in the NFL and how Scott wants to attack defenses. I'm looking forward to seeing how he calls plays and, you know, just getting to know him and, and how aggressive he is in his play calling. I feel like this offense and the system that I'm in, I feel like it really fits me and I'm looking forward to mastering it. Um, just a quick follow-up, but a different thing. Um, and, and I don't want to put you in a tough spot. Have you been able to talk to like Darius since everything that went down just as a support? system as a friend as a, a teammate yeah i was gonna give there's a couple of days uh, just to you know, let um, clear his mind and things like that and um i haven't reached out to him yet but i'm you know praying for him in the situation and then you know hoping that the female is okay as well and that um you know it's unfortunate but i'm more wrapped in the football right now and in training camp and making sure my mind is right and um you know hope all the best for everyone in that situation it's unfortunate to potentially not have one and the guys who are trying to get looks to you know potentially play professionally one day um i just feel for them and grieve for them i have a lot of friends that still go to Ohio state um, classmates that were i went to school with um so i uh, just seeing that there's a possibility for them you know postponing or not having a season at all i just you know feel for them because i know they work really hard for it and um you know i hope that the season happens for them And that's going to do it for us right here on this midweek edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. If you missed Ron Rivera, he was on the last episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast as well. We will continue to bring you coaches. Brandon Sheriff earlier this week as well. We'll bring you coaches. We'll bring you more interviews. We've got a bunch coming up in terms of uh, other players like Montez Sweat scheduled to speak. And we still have stuff that we haven't even gotten to uh, on this particular podcast. So stay tuned for that. We are in full training camp mode right here on Locked on WFT. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.